and welcome. UVA Speaks is a podcast of Lifetime Learning, a division of the Office of Engagement at the University of Virginia. Lifetime Learning brings the knowledge and expertise of UVA's faculty to the university's alumni, friends, and families. My name is Susan Lynch, and I am the Associate Director of Lifetime Learning at the University of Virginia's Office of Engagement. This podcast features Sebastian Tello-Trio, an assistant professor of public policy and economics at the Frank Batten School of Leadership and Public Policy at the University of Virginia. He is an economist whose research focuses on health policy in the United States and Latin America and focuses on understanding how policies affect individuals' health behaviors and economic outcomes. His fields of specialization are health economics and applied microeconomics. In this podcast, Professor Tello Trio will talk with us about the economics of the U.S. healthcare system. So thank you, Professor, for speaking with me today. Thank you, Susan, for having me. Glad to be here. Great. Thank you. So um, first, can you give us sort of a broad understanding of how you would describe the U.S. healthcare system? Sure. Uh, I think the one word that I like to use to summarize the current state of the U.S. healthcare system is is fragmented at the end of the day. So different things are happening in different places. Um, you know, just to get some basics that everyone can experience. Uh, usually here, people can go to hospitals, to uh, a primary care office, uh, and they go and they get their care. Um, and at that point, we don't really pay at the end. What we do is for, uh, well, for some people, maybe they actually, maybe they do or don't pay at the end. If they're uninsured, they'll get a bill later. Um, if they're insured, their uh, insurance will pay for it. Um, and this is where things get a little bit fragmented because we kind of have like three types of payer. One is yourself. Second is uh, the private firm. And third is the public, the government. And so that creates a lot of different incentives and prices and uh, ways in we interact with the healthcare system. And on the other hand, we have, uh, uh, you know, uh, offices or hospital hiring nurses, physicians, and that's kind of like the other part of healthcare system that bills uh, patients. And then the third component of the healthcare system is really about developing technologies, pharmaceutical, and all those private firms and universities that are doing a lot of research to uh, improve from that margin. So there is, as you can see, a lot of people at play, uh, government involvement, also private firms involvement. Everyone has a piece of the pie in our lovely and very interesting yet complicated United States healthcare system. Yeah, thank you for that. So what, um, with that fragmented system, so what are the positive aspects uh, that you feel should be continued? And then also what are the negative aspects of our system that mm -hmm. you think should be changed? Totally. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm glad you asked that question in that way, because I feel like we always can talk about all the bad things about the youth healthcare <laughs> system. So it's always good to rescue. Well, what, is there anything that we do good? Um, so I think the goods are our uh, first innovation. United States, the research firms within the United States are really pioneering developing drugs and procedures and uh, new interventions. And so that is something that comes a lot out of the United States. And, and that's a good thing because, you know, 
a drug, a new vaccine, as we've seen, could actually save thousands of lives, if not millions. And so that is that's something that we want and we desire. Um, the second, I think, thing that is important that the United States is doing well is specialized care. So this is like if you have a rare or complicated medical condition, there are specialists and subspecialists who have extensive experience in treating those specific conditions. And that's something that's really important, not necessarily for, quote unquote, everyone, but for those people with those conditions. So we see people from all over the world coming to the United States to treat their specific rare condition that they might have. Um, and that's important. And then finally, quality of care. So this is actually interesting, um, given the conversation we're going to have about negatives. But, uh, you know, in terms of like some rankings or however you want to see it, United States is home of some of the highest quality hospitals. I'm going to put that in quotations. Um, really, that means like highest tech advancement. So uh, that uh, other hospitals uh, may not have in other parts of the world, so at least not as many hospitals. So I think those are the things that are rescuable about the U.S. healthcare system. So the, in terms of the negative aspects of the United States healthcare system, and uh, we could all think about what are interactions that we had, I think of three big uh, topics. Uh, one is inequities. The second one is our spending or, or the cost, if you want to think about it like that. And the third are inefficiencies. So in terms of inequities, uh, we we have a system that is not necessarily accessible or affordable for everyone or that everyone feels that it has the access to all the nice services and high tech that we have here. Uh, the, the example I like to give is the example of pens and pencils. We don't have here a crisis of people not being able to access pens and pencils. We have them from different prices, from really cheap to really expensive. So if people want to pay more for their pens and pencils, that's fine. Um, yet for health, which is a much more important good, that doesn't seem to be the case where it's this like beautiful market where everyone can access whatever kind of uh, health quality they want. And so that, that really brings up a lot of issues in our society, in the U.S. healthcare system. And these are inequities by income, by race, by gender. Um, and these are inequities that we see system-wide, like big, big, you know, inequities with capital I, or things that are more individual level. Um, an example of the individual level is this idea of maybe uh, when women express some of their uh, uh, pain situations with providers, they not me be getting as much attention or or, uh, or pay different attention than their male counterparts. And that's something that is not equal. And we should be thinking about how to address it. Um, so that's inequities. Uh, cost is something that I think we'll talk about extensively uh, later on, but this idea that we're spending a lot on health. And that's not something that is inherently bad, right? If you're spending a lot of food, that may be okay. Uh, as long as you're getting back in return the value of that money. Um, and in the United States, it seems to be the case that we're not getting as good value for our money. And so that could be an issue of why are we spending a lot of money, which leads to the third point, which is inefficiencies in the healthcare system. Things that could be working a lot better that are not. And that's because well, there's many reasons why that is, but uh, part of it is this uh, main idea that we have a very fragmented system and I can expand on that later. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, so as you said, one of the biggest issues and I would say criticisms of the U.S. healthcare system is that care costs so much. And 
So from an economist's perspective, can you help us understand why healthcare is so expensive in this country? Yeah, totally. Um, let's define a little bit of what expensive means, right? So expensive means that we're spending a lot. So US has the highest spending per capita in all OECD countries. And it's about 50% more than the second place, which is Switzerland. So we're definitely off there in terms of like, we're spending a lot of money in health, which again, that could be a good thing because if everyone is healthy and we're doing great, that's awesome. Uh, but we know that that's not necessarily the case. We, United States does not have a little nice track record on having the best health outcomes in different kind of areas, maybe in some, but not in all. So I think the simplest way, I know this is like sometimes sounds really complicated uh, because people throw a lot of different ideas, but I, I like to, I like to uh, invite our listeners to think if somebody tells you, hey, I'm spending, I'm spending a lot of food, really what you'd be thinking about, well, it's two main things. Is it because you're buying really expensive food, so i.e. the price, or is it because you're consuming a lot of food, i.e. the quantity, right? So when you're spending a lot, it could only be due to two things, price and, and quantity. And so in the United States, if we're going to ask ourselves the questions, why is healthcare cost so expensive? We want to think about price, we want to think about quantity, and then finally, we want to think about what is something unique about the, the U.S. system that maybe is adding to uh, the expenditure. So let's talk about price first. Uh, are we paying more? than other countries for like the same procedures? The answer is absolutely yes. We are paying more for exactly the same procedure, for exactly the same drug, for exactly the same thing. So we are paying more than other countries. We pay more for drugs, even in relative to Canada, for example, a neighbor nearby. Uh, why are we paying more? Well, I mean, there's some simple explanation, maybe cost of living. Like we pay more to doctors and nurses, way more than in, in any other country, right? And so obviously, if you're going to pay more for that, that's an input into the healthcare system. You're going to pay more for that. So maybe it's cost of living explains some of that, but it's not all of that. The second thing that explains that we have why such a high cost is also lack of competition or regulation. So there's not a lot of price transparency. Like people usually, when you're trying to shop around, you you just go on Amazon, you look for prices, you look for quality, right? With some rating star system. That's actually really hard to do here in the United States. Now, it's hard to do in general with health because when you're sick, you kind of don't care. You're just going to go and get your care. But even, even if you could do that, it's actually a little bit higher. So competition and regulation is something that, that matters a lot. And when I say regulation, I mean... Other countries are literally saying, this is the price of the drug and it cannot go higher than this. We in the United States rarely do that, right? And so that's a reason why our prices are higher um, because in one country is regulated and in other countries not. Uh, third big ticket item is innovation is expensive. So when we're developing a new drug and we talked about how innovation is so great in the United States, that requires a lot of money because that's for a lot of research and development. That's salaries of a bunch of highly educated people, a lot of technology, a lot of trial and error. And that takes a lot of money. And who's quote unquote paying for that? Well, that's the consumers, right? So it's a little bit of this weird thing of like, oh, you want this vaccine? Well, it's going to cost us, right? <laughs> and so, uh, you know, is that how we should be thinking about the model or not? That's a different question. Um, and then... Uh, the last kind of uh, piece is a little bit on uh, some of the things that work with the quantity. So let's that's price. Let's, let's think about quantity. So it's not it's not that the United States we're consuming more like health things, but we're consuming more intensive uh, healthcare procedures. So really think about it as um, we have so much high technology, and we're using all of that high technology, and so we're paying 
a lot more for something that another country they didn't necessarily needed to do. It's unclear if they needed to use that high-tech computer to do that, right? Um, there's a stat out there that 85% of all the expenditures in the United States come from what a doctor is asked. So this is like, hey, let's do this test. Let's do this other test to rule this out. Now, again, this is there's trade-offs here, right? Do you want, like, it's maybe it's good that the doctors are doing that because they can roll out a bunch of stuff. But then that means we're consuming a lot more and therefore we're spending a lot more money, right? This higher tech pays off. That's a little bit unclear. In some cases, yes. And in other cases, no. And how do we assess uh, where to spend that money? It's always a little bit tricky. Um, we are focused a lot on expensive technology here. Why do we focus a lot on using expensive technology? There's a lot of reasons. But if it's not exists, some people got to make money. So some people get incentivized to tell you, hey, use this expensive thing that we have because it's better. It is better, but is it worth it is the question, right? And that this is where things get a little bit tricky. Um, and then finally, the third piece of why we're spending so much money and why things are really costly here. So we talk about price, we talk about quantity is... Uh, uh, something that is exceptional in the United States that we're going to call the administrative burden. So uh, the simplest way to understand it is, is there are literally jobs here, like careers in the United States that do not exist in other countries in the healthcare system. So for example, there is a job out there in hospitals that uh, is all, only in charge of like, okay, this patient came with this insurance. So the procedure for that to bill is going to be $120. Another patient with exactly the same procedure, same conditions, because it has another payer, it's going to be $100. And so they have to manage all of that very complicated payment system. Those jobs don't exist in other countries because they don't have such a fragmented system. And so a third of the expenditure can be attributed to this quote-unquote administrative burden, which is just we've created such a complicated system that we need to pay for the complications and we're paying that with our money. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, um, when you were discussing the whole idea of, um, you know, with food, if we're spending too much, we then just cut back on how much food we're buying mm -hmm. or something. As you're saying, it is very difficult to find out how much a procedure would cost. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. um, totally. and, and as a consumer, uh, you're kind of at, uh, if you need the procedure, you're kind of at the mercy of, of, right. of mm -hmm. what it's going to be. Uh, it's hard to get that answer before. Totally. Yeah. And and the answer, in the, well, not the answer, but the reason why that's hard is because for a given patient, that procedure may have different price tags depending on who's paying. If Medicaid is paying, it's $20. If Medicare is paying, it's $100. If private is paying, it's $120, right? And then there's other deals that specific insurance make with the specific hospitals. So even the same payer across hospitals is going to be different, um, uh, prices of money. So this fragmentation that I was referring to is creating a lot of that uh, asymmetric information, which you call the economists of like, pe people don't know, know what's happening. There's not a lot of price transparency. Interesting. Yeah. So fragmentation is what we need to come back to and thinking about this uh, kind, yeah. of, uh, kind of all the mm -hmm. way through. Um, so, and finally, um, sort of what can be done about the cost of care and with again talking about fragmentation it is a single payer mm -hmm. <laughs> or sometimes what is known as a universal healthcare system the answer you know other countries you know great britain uh can mm -hmm. canada have this kind of system totally uh, totally yeah no this is, this is a great question so um it's interesting because i feel like sometimes we think this is such a big problem and we don't know exactly what the right solution is and and 
I, I would say that in everything that I'm going to say, there's always trade-offs. And the real question is, how big is the negative and how big is the positive? And who's going to be affected by the positive and who's going to be affected by the negative, right? Are we treating everyone equally in the negatives and the positive? And, and that's the reason why all of this is like hard to do and hard to move. Um, but but that's not to say that we do know how to do some stuff and how to get things to a better place. So again, how do we make these things better? So we I talked about price, quantity, and administrative burden. So kind of like the same structure. So on the price size, well, we can have more regulation, right? One easy thing to do is we can say like, hey, drugs, are, you know, certain drugs are not going to cost more than X ton of money. And maybe that's slight and scale by income. That's something very easy to do. Other countries do it. There's, you know, maybe reasons why some people don't want to do it. Obviously, some people are going to make less money out of it. But question is, what is driving... What, what is exactly what we want for the healthcare system? I, you know, the government can do a lot more to incentivize competition, dis- destroying some monopolies that some firms have. A lot of that is just, all it's going to do is decrease the price, give price transparency. Um, so there's been a lot of push on this recently. And even in Virginia right now, um, you can actually ask for, hey, what is a good estimate of what that's going to cost me? And by law, they need to tell you. I think that started last year. So that's something important for everyone to know. Again, it's always hard to think, like, when are we going to be shopping for these things? But, you know, uh, price experience is good. You know, price regulation. Um, on the administrative burden side... You know, if what we have is fragmentation, what really the solution is standardization, right? Let's standardize things. Let's have a standardization procedure. That procedure costs, you know, certain certain price, and and maybe there's some deviations, but there's a one single barcode for the product rather than all these different barcodes that you have. Uh, the administrative burden issue or the fragmentation is really uh, the main argument or one of the main reasons why some people or what. Some people think that single payer or this more standardization will reduce costs. The, the thing with this is it's going to reduce costs, which is great. But um, uh, as we said, that's about like 30%. So maybe we're going to reduce costs in 30%, which is which is a great thing. The reason why some people are not hugely jumping into this thing is that the trade-off with any kind of universal single payer system is that it this, some people say that it disincentivizes that innovation part. Um, so, okay, if the government is going to be paying prices for this and that are set in stone, then what is my incentive for creating a new drug if I cannot make money out of it, right? That's what a private firm will say. And so, you know, this is where it gets a little bit complicated because then we can ask, oh, well, that seems really important because innovation is really important. But then some people can back and say like, well, who's innovation helping? Who are using these high technologies? And is it just a few, the ones that can access it? And that becomes just a much more nuanced com- conversation to have. Um, but this is where that idea of why do we, why are we pushing probably for single payers, stations? Well, because we have a lot of administrative burden that is very inefficient. Um, finally, on the quantity side, uh, we can do a lot more focus on, on using efficient care, not just high tech. So we can focus a lot more on prevention. This is something that is actually tangible to do. A lot of people want to do it and we just have to put our money where our mouth is rather than treatment. So think about let's prevent things that happening rather than waiting for the complication to happen. Um, there's other ways or solutions that people have tried, like establish a per patient expenditure per capita. Uh, so people try to optimize, but that doesn't seem to work really well for different reasons. It's always hard to know when to optimize. Uh, some people thought about tech rationing. So like you can only use certain high tech products, um, only a few instances that also has this problem. So it's not like clear cut if that's the answer. Um, 
but I think a, a lot of answers on the quantity side uh, and overall is trying to think of how do we create a system that optimizes improvements in health um, rather than the consumption of healthcare. So right now, what we have in our system is really optimizing the consumption of healthcare services, which means we're consuming a lot and we're paying a lot for it. Um, and we really want to optimize health, the outcome, like people doing better um, as opposed to that. And I think that's shifting anything that will shift us towards that goal can can help us uh, have a better system. Great. Well, thank you so much. I mean, um, it's easy to look at this as a just such a complex system that it's hard to break it down. Yeah, <laughs> so totally. I appreciate the way that you've bro- broken this down and how we can think about that because um, I often do wonder uh, about if, if a different system would be better, but, but we do have to think about it in those different ways. Um, there are costs and benefits to all of it, um, as you're saying. And so, yeah, exactly. And I encourage everyone when they thinking about this idea is that looking for perfect is always hard. Right. And, and I, I think there's always two ideas that you have in your head that perfect is the aim of good. So we can have a better system and we'll have to patch things up. But also you should also think about that the incremental is the enemy of the fundamental. And there are certain things that should be fundamentally easy for everyone to access in half. And so uh, they, they're actually a little bit of opposite ideas of what I just said, which is, oh, marginal improvements are good, but also there are certain things that are fundamental. So I think I encourage people when they think about it, all these ideas and to have those those two voices in your head. Great. Well, thank you so much, uh, Professor, for sharing this information You know about your research. As I said, our, our healthcare system is so complex and yet, as you're saying, so consequential for all of us. So we are all at one point or another going to be seeking health care. And uh, it's important to try and learn and understand more about the system. So thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening for upcoming podcasts and other lifetime learning programming, recordings, and blogs. Please visit our website at engagement.virginia.edu forward slash learn. You can also find our podcasts on Virginia Audio Collective, which is a network of UVA podcasts hosted by WTJU Radio and can be found at virginiaaudio.org. So thanks again, and we look forward to you taking part in future lifetime learning programs.